people there. It's good to be with you, podcast family. I am Pastor Mark, and I'm the pastor at Praise Covenant Church in Tacoma, Washington. Um, and today we're going to finish out our conversation on the Lord's Prayer. We've been looking through all the different lines and all and some of the interesting tidbits of the Lord's Prayer, but we really haven't addressed the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room with the Lord's Prayer is how it ends. So in Matthew, it ends with, and lead us not into temptation. And that's, that's you know, but deliver us from the evil one. And that's it, right? Like that's the, that's the final line. And Luke doesn't really have any sort of ending beyond that. And Mar, right? Like there's, yet when you've memorized it and you prayed it, um, unless, you know, some, there's some traditions that don't have this, but many do. You say something along the lines of, for yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen, right? Now, where did that come from? What's that about? Because it's not in the scriptures. It's not in any of the examples of the Lord's Prayer that we have, and yet you've memorized that. I've memorized that. When I get to the end of the Lord's Prayer, I it's almost like I have to say that, for yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, where did that come from, and what is that? Well, Let's look at that today. I think that will help us sort of navigate into the weekend because what is happening is what we would call often call a doxology. Uh, this doxology, this ending to the prayer, this idea of uh, putting a conclusion to it. We, uh, in the early church there, well, actually even in the Bible itself, uh, we find the practice of concluding prayers. We find this idea of cha- or, or ending prayers with uh, some sort of verse or some sort of ending that sort of finishes out with the exaltation of the Lord, exaltation of God, giving him all the glory. And, uh, and thus, this became sort of standard or par for the course. And the Lord's Prayer was one of the first ones to do it. In fact, there's traditions in the early church where they started adding this right away. The Didache, which is a, a shorthand reference for this early church writing, this early Christian writing um, that's actually called the teaching of the of the Lord to the Gentiles by the 12 apostles. It's this early church writing that was sort of spread around that was talked about the different things like baptism and fasting and prayer and uh, Lord's lord's supper or the eucharist and all those different things and and some of the instructions in there and in the section on prayer and fashion fasting it says your fasting should not be like the hypocrites they fast on monday and thursday you should fast on wednesday and friday you should not pray like the hypocrites either but instead as the lord commanded in his gospel which is our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done as in heaven so also in earth Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into trial, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Then it says this, say this prayer three times a day. The early instructions to uh, the early church of teaching them how to pray. This is the way in which you should pray. And they add this little conclusion, this doxology, this, this final line that, allowed people to find this closing and give it sort of the the place of reverence for 
God, that, that his kingdom come, his will be done, right? And once again, for yours is the kingdom and the glory, right? For all power and dominion, all exaltation is unto God. And so whether you've learned to say that line or you haven't said to, that line or you were confused by why that was there but it wasn't in scripture is that regardless, it's it can be helpful. If you find it unhelpful, then maybe you don't have to say that. It's okay. But if you find it helpful, then, then, uh, then pray it. Pray it in a way. If that's how you memorized it, um, that's good too because it is so, there is something important about for thine is the kingdom and the power, or for yours is the kingdom and the power forever and ever. Amen. Gives us even one more early church teaching into this prayer that we've made a rhythm in our day. And so as you go uh, this weekend and as you go about your day and your weekend, I want you to to think about that doxology. For yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. What does that look like? What does that look like for you? What does that look like for your life? How, how can you see God's power and glory throughout your weekend, throughout your day-to-day life, throughout your day? Begin to see God in remarkable places and unremarkable places, knowing that he is moving in those spots. May you be blessed. Let's talk again on Monday. Mm-hmm.